ladies and gentlemen, please give a massive Edinburgh welcome for Johnny and the Baptists! Okay, great. Now I'm with you. Um, back in the room. New week. Hello, darling. How are you? Yeah. How are you feeling? Yeah, I'm. am stressed out, but I'm. I'm. Mm. I'm okay. I'm. Uh, yeah. Why yeah, are you how stressed you? out? I think I just. I always. I think I expected. I expected. Now that we started sort of having weekends, <clears throat> which is really great. Like we, you, Johnny and I don't normally take weekends, and I think we mentioned before it's like we're trying to get in a system where we both actually have some time off, which uh, is is very hard to adjust to. Actually, like even though it sounds like oh no, we're having to give ourselves holiday, it's like yeah, it's that's really tricksy when your whole life has been different from that, and touring doesn't I work that way, and gigging yeah. doesn't work that way. But I think I have this unhealthy expectation of what a weekend is. It's kind of like New Year's. Like, oh yeah, I can't stand New Year's Eve because there was a time in my life where I always thought it was going to be the best time ever, and it's, <laughs> I've never, I've never had a good one. And I'm starting to worry that weekends are the same. Have you never had a good one? A good New Year's? No, that is that is untrue. I, there's probably been one or two perfect storm New Years, but I, I, I'm not great with large groups of people and people I don't know, and and. Uh, I, I always feel like I'm not having a nice time and thereby I'm making other people not having a nice time. So I tend to sort of, you know, New, New Year's Eve, you just you find you find the quiet bit outside mm. where there's a few other people, usually smokers, I imagine, at that point, where you're just like, cool, you're going to be my friends for the evening. <laughs> right. One of my favourite ever New Year's, um, Josie and I went to Malaga in South Spain. Mm. This was... This was um, before we had created life, uh, <laughs> and um, and uh, the two of us rented this little Airbnb, and uh, we at midnight went. Uh, we just went upstairs uh, onto the roof and watched the fireworks. And because in Spain they eat grapes with every bell or something, it was. It's, I remember it at the time. It was very beautiful. You eat these grapes. You eat twelve grapes, and if you miss one, it's going to be bad luck for the year. So it's really, it's quite, um, um, it's it's quite intense. Right. Uh, I mean, it's not intense in a sort of. I mean, so far it sounds like you've got to eat some grapes. (laughs) And then, you know, it's weird actually. So we we did that and it was really lovely. Then we went downstairs Mm. uh, and we sat on the sofa and we drank a bottle of champagne that was really nice that we'd been saving because someone had given it to one of us for a show opening. Um, So it was was much better quality than we would ever have bought ourselves. Mm. And then we just sat, um, we 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 had a hug. And then we just we just sort of sat there, um, and um, I think we just uh, we just sat on our phones whilst drinking this, like reading all the messages we'd got from other people and like replying to messages about Happy New Year. It was so relaxed and so sort of we were sort of with each other but not talking to each other, mm. um, and just doing something as simple as going, oh. The, you know, Bob. Bob says Happy New Year. I'll write that back. It was really lovely, and then we went to bed. That's and then um, nine that's months it. later, we had a child. And ah, uh, uh, problem. That, that yeah. <laughs> End of any of that kind of fun. But that's it. Harnessing <laughs> it for the things you actually enjoy. Like my 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 Happy New Years have by and large been with 
they, they haven't been out and getting smashed, which are two things I love doing, mm. but uh, they've been with either my family or my girlfriend's family. And yeah. I, th- I, think I, I think I'm starting to learn to treat it as a, as a different thing. Sure. And but my but I think my idea of a ideal New Year's would probably just be me and Benny, <laughs> like and that like exactly as you just described with Joe. It's like well, it is hard, isn't it? Because I suppose the idea of enforced fun is never good, and there's mm. no ritual beyond. So now I'm teetotal. There's no ritual beyond drinking, and so I've had two sober New Years, and mm. they've both been incredibly stressful. sobers and lime, sober and lime, so lime and soda. Yeah, lime and sober. I should have said that. Never lime mind. Carry on. No, no, I sort of got it. Um, yeah, so it's quite a good joke if you think about it. It's. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. I suppose. Yeah, if, yeah, you really, yeah. if you really think about it, and you're and you're tired. Yeah, you, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, it it is stressful New Year without alcohol, just because that's all it is. I thought Christmas would be difficult, but there's like there's loads to do. You've got presents. Mm. You could sort of talk to family. Um, all that food that's still there. Um, yeah. And all other celebrations are more about something. New Year is uh, certainly if you're um, if you if you're from Britain, I think there isn't any massive cultural um, rigmarole. There isn't a sort of routine. There isn't something to do apart from you've got that countdown, and you've got to stay up, and people drink. Yeah. So. And you got the hooter nanny. Yes, I suppose that's true. If you're Scottish, there's all the the, the hoots and the nannies. <laughs> what? You, yeah, old lang syne. I mean, is that you know that's probably okay. the the biggest Singing tradition. What what is a hoot and nanny? Oh, I meant isn't that Jules Holland's thing? Yeah, but isn't it a real thing? Didn't he co-opt what is actually a Scottish? Like, there's a big in Scotland. New Year's more of a kind of they've got actual stuff they do, bagpipes, soup. I can imagine because they love soup up there. Yeah. I mean, I mean, who wouldn't want soup? Who's nanny was like? It just means party. Like it's, it's like, it's, it's like, um, it's, it's, it's. uh, You know, like when you, uh, uh, I'm doing it now. Like you know, when there's like a thing, like a Mm. like a TV remote, and you can't remember the word for it, and so you're like, can you? uh, I want to need. I need the like. Like that's a hootenanny, as far as I understand it. It's like it's. A hootenanny is, is is a word to describe a lost word, um, and it's also a word for party. It's like, but but it, but that's more like a folk music thing. They have hootenannies like in the same way you have a hoedown. Okay, so is a traditional Scottish New Year is there like a Cayley and a band and? Oh, there's just all manner of there's all manner of shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but, but like yeah, we but like there's 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 like there's really good food, but also there's so many additional Scottish holidays that every now and then an uncle will be like, oh well, it's not like this on Saint Timmons, and you're like, what? <laughs> what? Like, you know, and then you've got another date to learn. <laughs> like, okay, all right. I think I think a small gathering at New Year's is is brilliant, but I haven't quite mastered that yet. Um, I think I'll get there. Yeah, you and I, I don't think we've ever... We've spent one New Year's together when we did that gig. And we, uh, <gasps> we did. We, we, um, we're at the Soho Theatre downstairs. They had yeah. A New Year's gig. And Stephen Fry was in the audience. Yes, Stephen Fry was in the audience. And, and why was he there? Uh, well, I don't bloody know. Probably some sponsorship. <laughs> no, but I mean, you know, I mean, bless him. But, but 
surely there must have been a better event he was invited to. I'd so. imagine so. <laughs> Especially if the band at midnight uh, are you and me who have recently been told, do you know Old Lang Syne? And we've said, well, well I could probably work it out. And they went, great, because you've got to play it in a minute. <laughs> yeah. um, I'll tell you something yeah. else I've been doing. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, the, uh, sorry, this just popped into my head. So... Um, I've been finding, like, do you remember when I was I was struggling with my breathing and stuff like that, mm. and I went to hospital a few weeks back. So I'm still I'm still having to do these breathing exercises and stuff like that. One of the things that my doctor recommended to me was uh, he was like, I think you need to find. He was like, what you, I think what you're doing at the moment is when you're getting anxiety yeah. or a, or an increased level of depression, you're going into you're you're going into your own head and you're doing things that you now associate with anxiety and depression. So you're not really able to. Um, manage right. them very oh, right. well. You're okay. falling into patterns of you're like, well, when I am when I am depressed, I have oh, a drink gosh. and a smoke or whatever. Like he was like, and you've got to. He was like, try and find just di- diversify what you do when you're in those situations. And I was like, that's really interesting. We had a bit of a chat about the things that distract me better than anything else. Not in a not in a unhealthy way. Not in a, I need to ignore this. I need to bury it or anything like that. Just like what can I do that focuses my mind and. Uh, so this could sound really silly. I think I might have told you this before, but if if comedy was to just shut down and yeah. all performance was gone and we couldn't do podcasts anymore, we couldn't do anything that was entertainment based. I one of the things I always wanted to do was be a watchmaker, right? <laughs> I was like, it's perfect for me. I, as far as I understand from films and television, yeah, watchmakers live in the mountains, it's always snowy, it's always twilight. Right. They've got their little shop that's sort of part of their house, as far as I can sure. tell. And so about not once every, No, about once every seven to eight weeks, a lone traveller arrives and says, I need you to make me a clock. And you go, great, come back in a year or something. And then you <laughs> sit there and you have all your gears and you just focus on this thing. And then at the end, you have a very beautiful thing that is categorically can be proved as to whether it works or not not like a joke it's not subjective it's it's like it's you have made a clock and so i was like cool maybe i should do that maybe i should learn how to make clocks turns out clock making very expensive thing to get into johnny um you have to join the to get any of the qualifications you've got to join the british horological society the first course for level one is 11 grand how long is the course it's a year long and I was like, oh, so I looked up if there's like a beginner's one. No, not really. So what they said you have to do is you have to get all these clock parts or all these old clocks and start taking them apart and just working it out. So sure. I was like, cool, I'll order a bunch of old clocks. Turns out old clocks also a very expensive thing to get hold of. <laughs> right. So I went onto these forums. I started looking into it. And by and large, everyone said you get into clock making stuff once you've like got the hang of like how the tools work and working with very small things so everyone recommended i got into locksmithing and lock picking (laughs) it's like all right great super cheap padlocks really cheap i bought all the gear i've got like it it was really like i bought all these shitty tools it was about 20 quid and now i'm learning how to pick locks and undo locks and put them back together and i think that's sort of more apt for someone who lives in a high-rise in Tower Hamlets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't quite have the snowy cabin yet, so I've got to stick with what I know, which is, uh, yeah. So I've um, I've got these, I've now got all these padlocks, I've got all these tools, and uh, I and that's what I did this morning, was I started disassembling a lock, and uh, at about 
2 p.m. today, yeah. I cracked my first lock. I That's managed horrendous. to open a padlock with a series of tools, and I'm how, really proud of myself. How do you do it? Like, just give us an overlay. What's the? You've got like you've got like about 20 different tools, but you're, but for like padlocks and stuff, you only need like three or four of them, like absolute maximum. You have a thing called a tension wrench that's like it looks like a little Allen key almost, and you like slight you like press these little tweezers apart to like open the lock up a bit. You put in this Allen wrench thing that keeps tension as if you could like turn it like a key. Mm. So that thing is going to be your key, and then you've got a series of little tools with these little nooks on, and you go inside and you've got to listen to hear where the different pins are and how high you have to push the pins up for them to click into place, as if a key was turning and pushing them all up at different things. So you go one by one, you find the order that you have to push them up in, and then you listen for the little click, and you just hook them all up, and each time you do, you put a little bit of tension on the wrench so it like keeps it in place, and then eventually you hear that final click, and you use the other side of your hand to pull down on the wrench, and it turns just like a key and pops open. It's, it is one of the most satisfying things I've, oh, I've no. done in weeks. It's this brilliant. This is great. So I'm, yeah, I'm now buying padlocks and uh, and I'm, I'm going to look at different types. I might buy a combination lock in a few days and see if there's a way to do that or like, you know, and then I can start robbing houses. I can sure, start, no, you know, no, no, no. <laughs> so I always thought if music and comedy and podcasts was over, mm. I would quite like to be um, a priest. Yeah, likewise. Vicar. Cool vicar. vicar. Well, I would. I think I'd rather be a Catholic priest than a vicar because the thing about being Church of England is I think there's a real lack of respect um, yeah. <laughs> and I think I so you've there are downsides to being a Catholic priest over a vicar. You're not allowed to take a wife or a husband as mm-hmm. a Catholic priest, so, so you have to be chaste. Um, but mm. there is a you you create a real sense of fear, uh, and so everyone is is uh, very um, respectful. Whereas yeah. you know if you're a vicar, um, no one really you don't get that same respect because you're sort of you, you, there's no real frightening aspect to you. Mm. Um, so I think I would choose fear over wife. Uh, yeah, I think I'd go the other <laughs> way. I, I, that's why I'd go vicar. And the other reason right. I'd like to do it, you get your own little house. Yeah. Um, usually right by the church, so there's you know you don't have to travel. Yeah. Secondly, um, everyone looks good in black. Yes, lovely. Um, third, don't have to wear a tie. You well, you've to got wear... to wear a tie, but only one tie. Well, it's not a tie; it's a, a little thing. It's not really like a, you don't have to tie, You don't have to tie it. No, exactly all that, and that's that's what I'm really excited about. Third reason, yeah, um, and perhaps most important reason, it's quite an academic job insofar as it's quite sort of you have to be quite studious. But there's actually only one book that you're meant to have read, um, which is a lot easier than say being a professor, where yeah. you wind and the willows to read. You know? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's um, funny the reading list, isn't it? <laughs> so I'd really, I think I'd be quite good at that. A captive audience once a week. Oh, lovely gig. Uh, one gig a week, and you know it's a morning gig, which I think I can get used to over time. Yeah. And part of the gig is a glass of wine. Oh, lovely. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're having a drink with mates. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think a lot of. People I brought are bread. Gonna... <laughs> I wonder if a lot of people are going to write in annoyed and upset about that. Um, I, I think be... it's just some light-hearted fun. It's just a bit of fun. Yeah. All right. Well, I must go because it's the time I said I would take over childcare. Actually, Johnny, it's uh, four minutes after. So it is. It is. It's, yeah, that's true. Um, I'm glad about your lock picking. 
Um, yeah, that's a sentence that you didn't think you'd have to say unless the policeman asked you. No, <laughs> I wish you well with that. Do you think you'll Thanks, be man. able to learn how to like get me into my house if I lose my keys? Hopefully, yeah, that's the plan. I think it'll be really useful, and also maybe I could build you a lock. I quite like the idea of putting them back together again. I think it'll be fun. Like could a watch. you get to a point yeah. as, a, as a lock picker where you never have to take your keys? Yeah, but you'd have to bring all your tools, so... <laughs> okay, fine. Uh, yeah, all right, it's easy, easy. They're, they're basically just big keys, a lot okay. of them. <laughs> Are they really? No, they're, they're these sort of long, they're sort of about... about uh, the, the, they're about the length of a little finger uh, okay. to the length of a, of a middle finger. Although I have quite big hands. You do? Yeah, they're sort of... Yeah, anyway. Okay, either way, it, it is still more useful to take your keys with you. Yeah. All right, darling, it's been a joy. I hope you're all right. Um, Thanks, man. Yeah, I'll be fine. But I'm glad glad that you've got a hobby. Thanks, man, yeah. Uh, (laughs) All right, I'm going to go, and we'll talk tomorrow. Yes, absolutely. It's been lovely to speak to you. Lovely to speak to you. I love you very much. I love you too. Have a nice evening. Mm